Hi, welcome back to another episode of Womanhood in the Rough. So the night that I'm recording this, it is Wednesday night. And I was like, shoot, I have to get a podcast either recorded or do something because tomorrow's Thursday. And that is when I normally put something out. And I have already, I think like two podcasts that I've recorded and I debated whether or not to put them out and they're a little bit longer and it's just me talking and I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I got this brilliant idea to do a hot topic that I think um, might push a few people's buttons, but I'm okay with it because I'm here to push people's buttons. So that being said, our topic for today is skincare, uh, but specifically essential oils and skincare. And I'm going to be talking about some other things like seed oils and skincare and certain ingredients that should be avoided. So a lot of people are probably asking, well, essential oils are, you know, everybody uses essential oils. How is that a hot topic? Well, uh, our family is now essential oil free. And my small business, I had started the business with essential oils. And then a friend of mine actually sent me a post. And I realized some of the things that were wrong with essential oils. And it made me start questioning things and made me do more research to the point where now I use whole herbs and I do a lot of tinctures and I do a lot of like oils with herbs in them, infused oils. And I add those into my skincare. Let's just pause for a moment. Think about any store, for example, Target, Walmart. They have essential oils on their shelves. No, they may not be the name brand, you know, Young Living or doTERRA, but they have essential oils on their shelves and they're off brands, but they're still on their shelves. And this is what's so crazy is every product now has essential oils in them from lavender to peppermint to whatever. They market it as all natural with essential oils. So the essential oil company was not huge for a couple of years. I think it was like, I forget what year it was when Young Living like started kind of the movement of essential oils and they were known for it. They were big and it grew. It grew into a multi-million dollar industry. First of all, that's a huge red flag. They are no different than the pharmaceutical industry. For example, they have every essential oil for every single ailment out there, along with a list of side effects and warnings. Sound familiar? <clears throat> Big Pharma. So some background on essential oils and like what specific specifically they are. Uh, I'm reading this from a Instagram account. So she said that they have their place in nature, but if we look at the plants and their innate composition, we know that essential oils only exist in tiny, minuscule amounts in each plant. 
And here's why she believes that isolating essential oils is problematic. And she says, in her opinion, essential oils are actually toxic. Uh, but when the whole plant is used, it's actually safe. For example, cinnamon. We bake with cinnamon, eat cinnamon, which is perfectly safe and has health benefits. But the cinnamon essential oil can be deadly. Sage is a common herb to cook with and is perfectly safe to eat. But its essential oil causes seizures to people, especially in children. Same with clove, thyme, and many others. Now, a lot of people have had reactions to essential oils from burning to irritation, even when they're heavily diluted. A lot of times they'll say on the bottles, like, you know, place in a carrier oil, like coconut oil or olive oil or whatever. So essential oils are the plant's built-in defense. It's pesticide and also herbicide. Their aroma, even though it smells good to use, deters pests and other plants from growing. Science has now found that essential oils can be effective herbicides for weed control at just 5-10%. to 10%. And that may sound like a great natural alternative to synthetic weed control like glyosphate, but look at it this way. Essential oils are literally neurotoxic to plants and cause them to die when used as herbicides. It's not really something that we should be putting on our bodies. Also, essential oils are cryptotoxic to human skin, which means they cause cell death of the human skin, as well as phototoxic to human skin, meaning they break down the protective skin barrier and allow UVA and UVB light to penetrate the cells and cause damage, aging, and burns. So, food for thought, maybe, just maybe, we shouldn't be using essential oils as carelessly as we do. And I know a lot of, honestly, I'll probably get a lot of backlash for this because I know a lot of people personally that have sold essential oils with, you know, Young Living or other higher up brands and they promote them. And so I'm not coming at those people because again, I think, you know, more and more research is being, you know, is coming up and we have the internet. And so a lot of things are now available to us and we are now able to research these things and so we're having more and more information and understanding more and more things at such a high rate. I don't want to come after people who are still selling Young Living because I think, you know, we have been told that they've been fine for so long that now it's like, well, why aren't they fine? And so now this new research is coming up and we're having to reevaluate. Well, why not? Okay, so our family switched from essential oils to now I just do whole herbs. So tinctures, and I actually, I just have gone and explained this to multiple people and realized that they actually already know what I'm talking about, which has been kind of funny. But basically a tincture is taking whole herbs and putting them in a jar with vodka and letting them sit for four to six weeks. You don't have to do uh, vodka. It can be brandy. If you want to do a non-alcoholic version, you can do glycerin. 
So there's many things, but basically when it sits, it pull like after the four or six weeks, you strain the um the liquid from the plants. And then you have the healing properties of that plant, which is completely different than what the essential oils are. They're taking basically the aroma of the plant and putting it into a bottle. Whereas this is taking the actual properties of the plant and basically just preserving them. And so you take, you know, there's an herb for everything. So we've switched from ibuprofen and Tylenol to things like uh, St. John's wort and yarrow and bonset and just like a few of these things. We we take elderberry syrup when we're sick and when we're not sick to help our immune systems. So I want to get back to the skincare aspect and I said this in my food episode, you guys need to read every single label because even those marketed as all natural, holistic, organic, whatever, will have seed oils. Yes, even in skincare. And they are still not great to be putting topically. So some oils to avoid is rosehip seed oil, argan oil, sunflower oil, grape seed oil, hemp seed oil, chia seed oil, pomegranate seed oil, pumpkin seed oil. Pretty much any oil that comes from seeds is going to be high in PUFAs and should be avoided in all skincare. So some oils that are great in skincare to keep an eye out for are tallow. So I actually switched to using tallow for our family and absolutely love it. It's basically just rendered beef fat. And then lard's another one, which is pig fat. Uh, ghee, cocoa butter, mango butter, shea butter. And then some that are low in PUFAs are jojoba and so like any fruit oil is olive oil coconut oil castor oil i would definitely stay away from personally any hydrogenated oils so a lot of times in skin carries you'll see like it marketed as holistic or all natural and then they'll still have like hydrogenated oils uh, this is one thing I personally have talked on about and how hydrogenated uh, actually is linked to heart attacks and cardiovascular diseases, specifically when ingesting. But a lot of times, you know, it can be in lipstick, and I've talked about this on my Instagram, how if you put something on your lips like a lipstick you're going to be licking your lips and basically ingesting it. It's going to go into your body. Even if it's a small amount, it's still an amount that you don't want in your body. Okay, so three things is when it comes to products and looking at the labels, one of the, my top thing is if you can't pronounce it, it's probably not great for you. And then second is more is less is more. (laughs) Got that backwards. Less is more. So less ingredients is actually going to be better for you and more. And then my last thing is anytime you go to your, you know, whatever store you shop at, Target, Walmart, whatever, they will have a marketed section, a green section, an all natural section that they market. Okay. 
and it's not going to be. So look out for greenwash products and make sure to read every label. And unfortunately, this takes time and it's a lot of work, but eventually you get used to, you know, reading labels, you get used to what to avoid and what is okay. So I'm encouraged encouragement to all of those who are overwhelmed. It does get easier and there are things out there that are not trying to kill you. I feel like these last few episodes, I'm like, everything out there is trying to kill you. I have such a blast making these episodes for you guys and interviewing different women in different stages of life. So what you can do to help me out is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and also share this with your friends and family. This is Elise Feathers and I'll see you next time on Women Hidden the Rough.